Welcome to the Authorpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, thriller writer, Amelia Hay. On this podcast, I will bring you writing, book marketing, and self-publishing advice so that you can create your dream author business, build your author platform, and be creatively independent. You can find the episode show notes and lots more information on the podcast page at ameliahay.com forward slash podcast. Happy Monday, writers. In this episode, I wanted to discuss the first plot point in a story, which is the hook. I originally was going to record an episode on the ordinary world plot point, and a few minutes before I was going to record, I realised that I needed to discuss this plot point first, because it's really what encourages the reader to start and to continue to read your story. So before we get started, I would like to point out that this episode will contain a few minor spoilers from the thriller novel Sanctus by Simon Twain. Spoiler alert. So if you have this book on your to-be-read list on Goodreads or wherever it is that you keep your to-read list, then just know that I will be spoiling the hook and I will probably continue spoiling parts of the novel through this plot and story structure mini-series that I'm doing with my podcast. In a nutshell, the hook is the opening moment, or in story terms, the opening scene. It's usually the very first thing that happens in your story. It can often be the first line, and it kicks off the story plot. Think of it in terms of a series of dominoes. The hook is the first domino in a series of dominoes to fall over, so it triggers everything else after that. So usually the hook introduces character, setting, and theme. I know this one's super obvious, but it needs to hook the reader into the story. I guess it contributes to the name of the plot point, the hook. I think it's also important to point out that many writers mistake the hook for the story's inciting incident. So the hook is not the event that incites the story's main conflict. This inciting incident is that moment when the story's conflict starts affecting the world of the protagonist and they're forced into the main conflict of the story whether they want to or not. So the hook is that moment that starts everything. Without this hook, the events that unfold doesn't affect the lives of the protagonists. Nothing basically happens without this sort of very first moment. So it's the very first thing that happens. Be warned, the hook is usually one of the hardest scenes in the story to write. So don't panic if it's not right the first time. When I started writing Immunity back in 2014, I outlined the story and chose a story hook. Two years later, I've added several scenes in front of the original story hook, which now creates a better first read. I did this because I understood the main reason for a hook. It's to entertain, create intrigue, and set the story in motion. This original story hook that I created back in 2014 is still in my story is just as I continued writing the story I realized oh I need these things to happen because I need to explain how James got to this point. I sort of felt like it was really important that I needed to to explain to the readers how he got there because I started the book in action. What I realised now was the inciting incident. I didn't set up his ordinary world and create the story hook. So I added several scenes. It is a thriller, so the scenes are quite short. So I think I added an extra 2,000 words to the novel at the beginning. (music) 
So let's take a look at the hook from Simon Toyne's Sanctus. I'm going to unpack the scenes leading up to the introduction of the protagonist's ordinary world so you can see firsthand how a reader reacts to his story hook. And I love his story hook, by the way. It's really what got me hooked on the book. I feel like this particular story has a really good example just so I can show you how this is supposed to look. So the story opens with a monk waiting in a cell. We learn he has just climbed to a new position in the secret order where he's learnt their terrible secret. And we get a sense that this secret, they've been hiding it for many, many years. We get a sense that the secret was so bad that he was horrified and couldn't serve with them. So he was waiting in that cell to be killed. After hearing movement outside the cell, which the monk seemed to know with certainty was the order coming for him, he just sort of describes the order as quite secretive and they will go to any lengths to keep this secret. So after hearing movement outside the cell, he unties his belt from his robe and his belt is made out of like this really thick rope. It's not so it's not quite a belt, it's just like like a rope that's turned into a belt. And he managed to squeeze him out of the narrow window of his cell into the cold night. We also get a sense that he's several levels above ground. At this stage, we don't know how high he is, but I do get a sense that he is quite high off the ground. So what can we learn from this scene? The author created a rich and vibrant world. He made the setting of the first scene, which is a cell, seem quite real. As I read it, I sort of felt like I was there with him in the cell. He, he really went into that amount of detail. The scene also creates a sense of mystery which leads you to ask a few questions. What is the terrible secret that he learnt from the religious order and what is the monk planning next? You can sort of guess what the monk is planning next but you don't know. You sort of think, is he really going to do this? Like, what is he going to do? Is he going to throw himself over? Is he going to try and escape? Like, you don't quite know what he's going to do once he's outside the window. You can sort of speculate, but that's really what drives you to read the next scene in the book. In the second scene, nine floors down, another monk is washing blood from his hands. He is the abbot. And this scene, this start of this scene, it's just, I found it quite jarring because it, this was clearly the result of of the monk's initiation into this order and learning this secret. So there was bloodshed involved and I was like, I, I found it just quite, ooh. Another monk of the same order enters the room and tells him that Brother Samuel, who's the guy from the previous scene, has escaped his cell. He also reveals they had searched the citadel's outer grounds looking for a body, assuming he had jumped, but the body was not found. Then another monk, Brother Athanasius, alerts the abbot that Samuel has climbed the citadel and was 400 meters high. The abbot, for some reason, the abbot remains certain that the secret is safe and they will catch Brother Samuel. So obviously this is something they've done before. We also learn that Samuel is climbing the citadel, which they, they also describe as a mountain, like it has some type of cliff face. So what can we learn from this scene? The author introduces the world of the religious order and its ancient rituals, laws, and politics. And we get a sense that it's quite archaic. They've been doing things that are practically medieval for a very long time, even in the modern age. A few questions are answered, which cause you to ask more questions, and a further layer of mystery is created. We are left wondering why Brother Samuel is climbing up 
and not down to escape. You can kind of guess, but this leads to ask another question about the secret surrounding the sacrament. Like, how bad is this secret? Is it really this bad? In the third scene, we see that Samuel is climbing the Citadel's rock face, and we really get a sense that he's done this before. He's no amateur climber. So we get a sense that he's had a life beyond the religious order, which sort of also indicates his age. He's most likely middle age, which is quite young. I sort of thing for someone to be a monk. In the fourth scene, Samuel struggles to climb the citadel with the strong winds and the changing surface of the mountain. Samuel reaches the top of the mountain as well at the end of that scene. In scene five, we see a really short scene where the tourists arrive in the city. And at this stage, we start to see the city from the point of view of the tourists. We see the, the sense of the grandeur of the citadel. In the sixth scene, Samuel sits at the top of the citadel and struggles with his faith. He is haunted by the knowledge of the sacrament and at this stage he mentions a prophecy revealing what would happen if the sacrament is known outside of the citadel which kind of explains why now that he knows about the sacrament he's most likely going to be sentenced to death which sort of explains why he's now outside now trying to escape he also ponders sharing the knowledge to the outside world as he's pondering this he starts to see this prophecy in new light and realizes his next course of action and it's at this stage you sort of think, no, there's no way that you're going to do this. This is absolutely you know, crazy. So what can we learn from these particular scenes? The author sets the scene of the outer city. So the, the city surrounding the citadel, which is referred to as ruin. We see the citadel from the perspective of a tourist. Suspense is added to the story by the tourists entering the city. So there's now an audience. And so at some stage we know that Brother Samuel is going to have an audience. And we know this is happening for a reason. We also see that Samuel is in a crisis of faith which is really fascinating because we get a sense that to reach this particular position within the religious order he has to be there for many years. So he's been serving at something for many years and he's now learnt this terrible, this terrible secret that's caused him to reevaluate everything he knows about the deity that he serves. So what can we learn about story hooks from the way Simon Toyne has written this first 4% of Sanctus? And these first six scenes do actually take up the first 4% of this, his story. I would like to point out that your story hook doesn't necessarily need to be an epic thing that is drawn out over a certain percentage of your story. Sanctus is written in this way to add suspense and create a page-turning effect. These first six scenes are quite short and and you do flip through them quite quickly. The scenes featuring Samuel were probably written together and then broken up to create a sense of suspense in the editing and revision phase. That's what I sort of did with Immunity. I wrote a certain scene together and then I chopped it up to create the hook of my story. Essentially, the hook of your story should leave your reader asking what next and turn the page but at the same time introduce your story's world characters and be a catalyst for the story your story hook needs to be that moment that starts the story in motion without your hook the story probably wouldn't happen without this particular moment nothing is set in motion and that's how your story hook needs to be especially if you are writing in the thriller genre 
I hope you found this session on the story hook really helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to come over to the blog post and ask them underneath in the comments section. I do pay attention to the comments on my blog. And if you do have a question you would like me to answer on the podcast, feel free to ask it there as well. Thank you for listening and I'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to the Authorpreneur podcast. If you're new to this podcast or want to be notified about more episodes just like this, then click the subscribe button right now. I'm your host, Amelia Hay, and I'll see you next week for another episode.